I did it without an album All the ones getting still care about mixtape If you want to know about, you know, what I was going through Or what I had gone through during this particular period in my life You know, listen to the album It's like I'm working on an album and a mixtape at the same Welcome to the album and the mixtape, your place to celebrate the importance of sharing our experiences through hip-hop and music, therefore, storytelling through bars. I'm your host, Julie M., mathematician, chemist, lawyer, daughter, friend, sister, mentor, mentee, hip-hop storyteller, ballet dancer, and most importantly, Jesus-loving kind of gal. Welcome to the album and the mixtape. I'm your host, Julie M., in today's episode, we explore bars from Under the Sun by Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers Part 3. Under the Sun is by J. Cole, Loot, and the Baby. But first, let me just say before we just get into a little history about Dreamville, the J. Cole team, let me just say that outside of Houston, Texas, my beloved city and my beloved love for our slowed down chopped up music the next city that kind of or i won't say the next city but the next state that kind of has my heart when it comes to music is north carolina i mean there is no hip-hop artist that has come out of carolina that has disappointed me whether we talk in rhapsody ninth wonder fonte jd i mean i know a lot of people associate jermaine dupree with atlanta but he's from north carolina big poo obviously the the dynamic group that is little brother justice league banknote mitch crisis there have just been so many people edgar allen Flo. i know i'm missing a ton of people there have been so many artists that have come out of north carolina um, that have just been fire and i'm forgetting one of my new favorites ybn corday who was born in North Carolina but was raised in Suitland, Maryland. But if you haven't checked out YBN Corday's Lost Boy, please check it out. It's so fire. We Gonna Make It featuring Meek Mill. Um, Lost, Lost and Found. The album is just straight fire, and I can't wait to dissect it here on the podcast. But today we focus on Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers, Under the Sun. So to give you a little bit of background, let's first discuss the magic that is Dreamville. First of all, let's discuss the magic that is Dreamville, and let's discuss the partnership and friendship of J. Cole and Ibrahim Hamad when they started Dreamville in 2007 and came up with a concept of Revenge of the Dreamers. I like the title Revenge of the Dreamers because it unabashedly speaks to the dreamers going after everything that was promised to them. And then there's this episode of Modern Family where each of the couples that are paired in Modern Family, there's a dreamer in that relationship and then there's a kind of realist. When you look at the relationship between Phil and Claire, Phil is more of the dreamer and Claire is more of the realist. When you look at the relationship between Gloria and her husband, Gloria is more of the dreamer and her husband is the realist. And when you look at Mitch and Cameron, Cameron is the dreamer and Mitch is the realist. And there's a beautiful quote that came out of that episode. It says, quote, there are dreamers and there are realists in this world. You'd think the dreamers would find the dreamers and the realists would find the realists. But more often than not, 
the opposite is true. See, the dreamers need the realists to keep from soaring close to the sun. And the realists, well, without the dreamers, they might not ever get off the ground. Close quote. I love that because it beautifully ties in the importance of being able to dream and and think to going all the way to the sun, but having realists who can pull you back so that you don't get burned by the sun. However, in examining the dreamer's perspective, we have a dope collective of people who were creators who were brought together by J. Cole to make magic. There are very few people who have the God-given gift to gather talented people under one roof and allow them to brainstorm, vibe, create, feed off the energy of one another to make this magic. J. Cole has this innate gift and ability to do that. Dreamville presents Revenge of the Dreamers, too. Under the Sun was released on July 5th, 2019, and features Dreamville, J. Cole, Loot, and The Baby. It was produced by Christo, Nice Rec, and Plus, and is obviously on the album Revenge of the Dreamers 3. In this song, the producers sampled I'll Be Waiting For You by the Argo Singers. The song was produced in 1963 and was produced by the Argo Singers, also known as the Argo Gospel Singers. And if you've listened to one of my previous podcasts, I absolutely love discussing when songs are sampled. And in one of my most recent shows, I discussed Demon by Lil Wayne and how he sampled The Lord Has Me In Your Hands. I absolutely love the fact that the Dreamville team sampled a gospel song and it is the underlying track to the whole song. And you can hear a little bit of it here. You miss me. I'm singing down here And you can't find me nowhere Thank you, Jesus I love when artists sample old school gospel songs and this track is laying on top of a gospel sample and J. Cole and team keeps a lot of the elements throughout this album and throughout this song. One thing that I absolutely love about this video and y'all when I tell you I've been on this song since the album dropped in early July. This song stood out to me so heavy. I mean, it's the intro song and, you know, in sorority or fraternity life, people typically look at your number one on your line or your what we call your ace and your ace sets the pace. And this song is the ace. It's the number one song on the album. And it really did set the tone for the rest of the album. And I was just waiting. I was like, Lord, please let a video come out for the song because the song is so heavy and so powerful 
and just about I guess about two weeks ago now the video finally came out and what's so beautiful about the video it's it's very simple but 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 intricate in that it's just them enjoying the simple things in life they're going to the corner store they're walking through the neighborhood and what's so interesting is they go into the corner store and they're trying to eat this sandwich and the baby's looking at it he's smelling it Luke's looking at it like nah this is you know this is not this is not my my type of thing and then J. Cole's just eating the sandwich as, as if it's like a sense of nostalgia for him like I remember these corner store sandwiches and then as they see him eating the sandwich they kind of take leap they kind of take suit and follow his lead and they began eating the sandwiches too so I, I just love how J. Cole sets the pace and sets the tone and is the leader for these artists coming out of North Carolina, all three of them coming out of North Carolina. That's powerful that the three of them are actually the ones starting this album. So let's get into the bars. We're going to discuss one jewel from J. Cole, one jewel from Luke, and three from the baby. Jewel number one. Uh, nothing new under the sun. J. Cole comes out so powerfully, letting you know what time it is and that nothing is new under the sun. In Ecclesiastics 1.9, the Bible says, What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. So basically, J. Cole is alluding to the fact that life is cyclical. There is a monotony to the way things happen under the sun. It may seem different, but it really isn't. Sometimes you have the same set of experiences happen to you in your life over and over again, but they're repackaged in a different person, in a different experience, in a new job, um, in a new way of traveling to your job, however it appears to you. But it's still the same fundamental, elemental issues that you've traversed in life. The one thing that you have to do when facing these new things, quote unquote, the, or the nothing new things, the new nothings under the sun, you have to be mindful of how you manage them, how you navigate them. Because God will oftentimes present you with the same experience over and over again until you get the lesson and until you heed and grab the things that you're supposed to get out of that experience to make you into the person that you need to be for your purpose. Jewel number two. Hey! Potato over my gun. I'm moving silence because niggas be clocking my funds. Lude is saying that he wants to move quietly because he doesn't want people counting his money and paying attention to how he is moving through the world. Let me give you a little bit of background on Lute. Lute, born as Luther Nicholson and as a fellow cancer, born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, he is an amazing artist that put out his debut album, West 1996, which was released in 2017. One thing that I think is interesting about Lute is that his name is a bit of a double entendre. A lute is known as any plucked string instrument with a neck and a deep round back enclosing a hollow cavity, usually with a sound hole or opening in the body. So basically, this is any instrument that has a neck and strings and a hole similar to a violin, a guitar, a cello. So I'm not sure, but maybe Luke did me intend for his name to be a bit of a double entendre that he's an instrument, but it's also a short form for his name. But in this jewel, Luke is giving us a little bit of background about moving quietly and not letting everyone know what you're doing. 
this verse oftentimes makes me think of Frank Lucas, an American gangster. Remember when his wife encouraged him to go to the boxing match in that fur, and he really didn't want to do it. But the moment that he put that fur on, he ended up having a target on his back, and the feds began to watch him. I think this verse is pretty self-explanatory and that it's important to say less and do more. We can be trapped by the words of our mouth and we want to make sure that we're sharing our goals and our dreams with people who are only going to advance that, support that, and who aren't going to speak negatively or speak against the things that we're trying to achieve. So in other words, just say less and do more. Jewel number three. I'm on five and seven hit, but I'm really cool. Don't acknowledge the search when they ridicule. They don't come out at the dark, but I swim with the sharks. You ain't got enough heart, get a bigger pool. Complete humble brag. The baby knows he's the ish. And it's a bit of an oxymoron. He's saying, I'm on fire, bitch, I'm lit, but I'm really cool. So the baby uses temperatures to explain his fire, but to also explain his coolness and humility. And the double entendre here is that although he is lit, and everybody thinks he's fire, he's incredibly down to earth and doesn't take himself too seriously. I actually am totally here for the baby's glow up all the way. The baby's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, born Jonathan Kirk, the uh, baby, but also known as Baby Jesus. And you know what I love about the baby? I think I just relate with him on a ton of things. He left. He lost his father very quickly and very suddenly and throughout his album which just dropped so check it out the baby is very open and vulnerable about his experiences with his dad and losing his father and how that has impacted his life tremendously so after the initial line about i'm on fire bitch i'm lit but i'm really cool don't acknowledge the shrimps when they ridicule they don't come out after dark man i swim with the sharks you ain't got enough heart get a bigger pool this next line alludes to the ecosystem of the water. He's saying he doesn't worry about shrimps and small-minded people, you know, people who oftentimes swim in small ponds because they know they can dominate that space. But if they ever had to be in deep, larger waters with real sharks and real animals, they would never succeed. So with this, I have two messages for you. One, remain humble even during your ascension and remember that in your ascension, you always have to keep your feet on the ground and remain relatable to everyone. And two, don't be worried about what small-minded people have to say to you. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Jewel number four. Wanna fight, but he bigger. I ain't really tripping. Reach under my shirt, grab a bigger two. The baby says, wanna fight, but he bigger. I ain't really tripping. Reach under my shirt, grab a bigger tool. So I'm pretty sure the baby is talking about a gun of sorts, but I don't like to think about it in terms of him grabbing a gun, the tool being a gun. When I look at this, want to fight, but he bigger. I ain't really tripping. Reach under my shirt, grab a bigger tool. I instantly think about the story of David and Goliath, which can be found in 1 Samuel 17. In this story, you have Goliath who was this big giant who had been taunting the Israelites for 40-something days or so, asking folks to challenge him because he was bigger and stronger and that anyone that could come up against him, you know, would be punished because he's just bigger than them all. 
And in 1 Samuel 17, 45, it says, You come against me with the sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you've defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world would know that there's a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. So I think this is so powerful. This is essentially what David is saying to Goliath, like, I'm going to slay you. And then David reaches in, grabs a slingshot and a stone and shoots it at Goliath and it hits his the middle of his forehead and he's instantly taken out. There's beautiful there are five powerful lessons that can be learned from the story of David and Goliath. And this is you can find this on addictedtosuccess.com by an amazing author, Theo Ellis. And I'll share the link in the in the description. He basically says that there are five lessons to take away from from the story of David and Goliath. One, be bigger than your fears. You know, no matter how big or how insurmountable something may seem, stand up to it and understand, you know, if you're not willing to stand up to your fears, you will be enslaved by your fears no matter what situation you're in or what decision you need to make. Yes, you can look at things logically and look at the facts, but make sure you get out of your head and take action. The second lesson is that size don't matter. Sometimes we often think that, you know, there are five people coming against me or 10 people or 100. You can't worry about that and you can't get caught up in the size just as David wasn't concerned about the size of Goliath. Think bigger than the challenge. Be bigger than the obstacle and act as if it's impossible for you not to fail. The third lesson is make use of what you already have. A ton of people spend a lot of time complaining about what they don't have, what the problem is, you know, what are the things that are holding them back, the things that they need before they can even start. Focus on what God has given you and all the tools that you have in front of you. David only had a slingshot and five stones and a staff. And that was all he needed to defeat his giant. Number four, believe it's possible. You have to believe it from within. If you don't have a strong belief that what you're pursuing is possible, then you'll fail. You will certainly quit on yourself before you even get halfway in completing that task. It's more important for you to have that self-belief. In order for you to succeed, you must first believe that you can. And the fifth and final lesson, never underestimate your capabilities. It's always dangerous to underestimate yourself. It doesn't matter if you are a writer, a paint, a pianist, a plumber, a real estate broker, or a personal trainer, a musician. You're much capable of more than you believe. So always, always, always put yourself first and always believe that you're capable in succeeding in all things. Jewel number five. I just put diamonds on all of my teeth. Now they probably think I ain't intelligent. There is a presumption that if you're wearing jewelry, chains, watches, and grills, you're only consumed with material things or you're using your money foolishly. 
Chanel Parks with the Huffington Post wrote an article about Paul Wall from Houston, Texas, on his 34th birthday. Quote, Grills are markers of excellence in hip-hop culture. Wall, along with other artists, wear them to add to the rags-to-riches rap aesthetic that show off wealth after times of financial struggle. The flashy accessory is very expensive, gives teeth a a literal shine, and denotes social status. Other items like dope sneakers, designer digs, and gold and platinum chains send similar messages. I think this is something, end quote, I think this is something that is interesting to note because there is a presumption that wearing tons of jewelry or having a grill in your mouth is a waste of money. But I look at my OGs from Texas and the land of the trill and in the words of Uncle Chad Butler, rest in peace, we wear them because we come for royalty. And I will always have a deep place in my heart for Pimp C. It could be because I got to wait on him and his wife at Papa Do's on I-10 in Beaumont, Texas, where I went to college. Pimp C said it best. He said, The reason why we like this this jewelry and this diamonds and stuff and they don't understand it because we really from Africa and that's where all this stuff come from and we originate from kings, you know what I'm saying? So don't look down on the youngsters because they want to have shiny things that's in our jeans. You know what I'm saying? We just don't all know our history. So, peace to the Midwest. Keep it P.I. You know what I'm talking about? Already. One love. UGK record for life. Remember that nothing is new under the sun. Keep moving in silence no matter what. Always remember who you are. You can humble brag, but remember who you are. Remain humble. And really don't pay attention to operas or shrimps who are going to have things to say about you. And most importantly, if there's anything that you get out of today's episode, I want you to really, really remember the story of David and Goliath. And in those times when you feel that you're facing great giants, know that you don't need javelins and spears. That sometimes all you might need is a slingshot and a rock. At least that's how I'm moving. They got me started. I might as well finish it. I'm from Houston. You know how these girls do. Julie. I woke up for some more.